I'm Caleb Horton. I'm Sarah Horton. And this is our guest. Big John. <laughs> big, big John. A.K.A. John O'Dell. And then I'm uh, Stephen McKay. And uh, this is the Pagan Pastors and Secular Saints. Not oh, Secular. Pagan. <laughs> pagan Pastors and Sword of Saints podcast. Thanks All for right. listening. Um, I thought a good social lubricant would be... Don't use that word. <laughs> no, let's do it. It's I thought late. a good icebreaker would be, since we all work at the same establishment, which I feel like I same shouldn't restaurant. say what it is, but we all work at the same restaurant, that we should all like share kind of what we do and our worst experience working there. What we do is pretty simple. <laughs> We bring people food, and sometimes they leave us money. Sometimes. Yeah. That's a very good way to put that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But or, then your worst experience. At or just a bad one if you have multiple. Okay. I've got a really good story I'd like to share with you. Okay. I regularly <laughs> tell my tables about. Um, so essentially, my best and worst day were the exact same day. My third shift, I was car side to go in the morning. It's a very slow <laughs> shift. Nobody makes money in car side to go in the morning. And it was the middle of winter, so it was pretty it was pretty awful. We had a lady pull up. Um, her total was like $43. And she gave me a gift card. She said the gift card had about $40 on it. She wanted me to she wanted me to run it, see what she had left, let her know. Her food was still inside. We were still getting it together. Anyways, I go back inside and I run the gift card and it's declined. And I run it again and it's declined again. And I go outside and I tell her, hey, you know, this, this has a balance of zero. Do you have any other form of payment? Well, it's winter, so she's got her window two-thirds of the way up. And she is furious. She is very <laughs> upset. So everybody has lots of change in their dashboard or that oh, area. No. She grabs a handful of change and she attempts to chuck it at me. <laughs> Obviously forgetting that the window is two-thirds of the way up. Um, so she throws it, and obviously one or two things is going to happen. The window is going to crack. That's, that's pretty unlikely. That's pretty unlikely. Mm -hmm. Or it's going to work like a wall. So obviously, um, option number two has turn, turned out to be what happened. So for what felt like five minutes, what was probably more like five seconds, change is flying off of the window, and it's hitting her in the face. And I'm trying not to crack up because I'm at work. But eventually I lose it and I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's going to be enough to cover it. Oh. And she takes a $100 bill and she throws it out of the window. She drives off without her food, without her change. So I made $100 <laughs> and we ate her ribs. It was a very good morning. But also a very shitty, uh, shitty experience. No, yeah. that, that's a really good story. Yeah, I can't say that I've had a similar experience with that. I've surprisingly haven't had too many like bad experiences so far. But um, like the worst one I can even think of is like it's similar as well. Car side to go. Um, very crappy part of the job, I guess. Um, yes. But one time I was just out and this lady ordered kids cheeseburgers, and she had an impression that they were like bigger and better Ooh. looking on, like, online <laughs> or whatever and i go out and i bring it out to her and she like opens it up and uh, this is after i actually already dropped the food off and i went back inside so like she opens it up apparently while i'm gone and then she honks for me to come back out i'm no. like okay that's like super annoying in the first place <laughs> so i'm like okay whatever i'll see what she wants maybe i forgot something i go back out and she's like this is not what i ordered <laughs> 
I'm like, uh, okay, what did you think you ordered? And she's like, two kids' cheeseburgers. I'm like, yeah, that's what we offer. And she's like, this is not what I ordered. And she starts getting louder and louder. She pulls up a picture on her phone, and I guess it is a little bit different. And I'm just like, okay, but I don't know what you want me to do. Like, do you want, like what do you want me to Make do? Make it look better. And she's like, oh, it's okay. She's like, grab, like, after all that, by the way, she's like, it's fine, whatever, like, and grabs the receipt out of my hand and signs it and throws it back. And then that was it. And I'm like, and she drives off. I'm like, okay. And the tip line said zero. Yeah. And, you know, she's, she, <laughs> they took she, the time she, to write a zero. Yeah. <laughs> she took the time to either write a zero or a line through it and yeah. give it back. That's the best part. That's the mm. best part. Why would you write a zero? Obviously, you're not tipping. Yeah. And you're you don't even have to sign him. Don't even sign Yeah, it. you don't just, have to just, sign just, it. Yeah. Just walk away. Don't let me see you again. Don't, <laughs> <let me. laughs> don't show your face. What's your worst experience? I My experiences thinking. have been pretty just You've standard. Had some... I have. Yeah, I had some people get some free stuff this past week. Oh, yes. Um, oh. We're all going to get fired from yeah. our restaurant for talking about it. Um, I don't I, know where you guys work. I don't work at a restaurant. I don't know. Right. I'll, just ble- I'll bleep it out. Oh, man, what? I can't, I can't See, think of it. I don't have, like, like a Nothing's bad experience funny. like that that's, like, funny. But I did have, like, the first couple weeks that I was, like, serving on my own. I like almost cried because this has happened a lot of times because I take these things really personally. But like I was or they didn't have silverware when I dropped out their food, which happens a lot because people just forget to see people silverware Um, or we're out all the time, all the time. Um, But then I finally brought silverware and I was like really apologetic. I'm like, really sorry. And then I cashed them out at the end and like. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, it wasn't a better experience. And she, but, you know, they're like, yeah, we wish so too. And I was like, man, well, I mean, you don't have to sign that. Like, let me get a manager or something to see if, like, we can do anything about your experience. Um, and then they're like, no, sweetie, it's fine. Stop. No, sweetie, it's, it's fine. Not your fault. I was like, oh, okay. And I was, like, thinking I was in the clear. And I, like, made her think and understand it wasn't my fault, but she still tipped really bad. And I was like, that hurts me right in my heart. My, <laughs> my worst restaurant serving experience was actually at a different restaurant. Um, it was a multi-story restaurant, and uh, every few shifts, a server would have to work as a food runner. Um, and so you'd just run food all night. And with multi-stories, you had to go up steps a lot while carrying a lot of food. And I had worked an eight-hour shift, and it was like right before I got ready to leave, and I was carrying up a... It was like 10 people's food, and I had a big oval. And I got to the top step of this, like, two-flight staircase that was uh, open to the people underneath at the bar. And I fell and dropped 10 people's food, sauces and all, (laughs) down the steps. And it just dripped on probably, like, 20 people underneath. And I broke, like, 15 dishes and I had to like clean it up while everyone was watching me, and um, that was probably my worst experience. Do you know if you and it sucked because it was my it fault. On anyone? I did. Oh yeah, <laughs> there were people with sauce on their shoulders for days. That's pretty bad. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Yeah. I've only had one spill incident that was like very memorable, and it was um, we have a booth in our store that I will not name, um, but we all know as the biggest booth in our store. <laughs> 81. <laughs> 81. 
Yes, the notorious eighty-one. Anyways, um, one of our very, very competent hosts put a wheelchair um, at eighty-one. Fantastic, fantastic choice. Um, the problem here, and why we're all laughing, is that it is a corner booth. So to walk to like half of the store, you have to walk by this corner, and you're not walking anywhere with a wheelchair there. Anyways, um, the whole table ordered milkshakes. Bartender's pissed off at me, you know, per usual. Yeah. Get the milkshakes out, and I'm delivering them. And I dropped a milkshake, not directly on the guy in the wheelchair, oh, no. but down the back of the wheelchair. <laughs> so for about five minutes, I stood there with a sanitizer bucket and a towel, and I am cleaning this man's oh, wheelchair. Man. And we've got about 40 open, um, and oh. it's a slammed Saturday night. So all my tables are just staring at me like, Poor guy. Oh. <laughs> oh man, that's awful. So if you guys feel we have like comfortable uh, enough, pre bring on set out questions. questions. <laughs> um, I already kind of gave John a heads up of these questions. Two, um, of, two of them. I have given Stephen the heads up. Okay, as well, sweet. I believe yesterday, so he's got so, some time. Yeah, I think a lot of. So this. our first question is, what is your worst experience with Christians or Christianity? Steven, go it's ahead. about to get really heavy. <laughs> um, honestly, I haven't had a lot of bad experiences, but the only one I can possibly even think of is just like, I, I, my family's um, very Christian oriented, and um, just like a few of my family members, not saying any names or anything, <laughs> definitely um, have had an effect to the point where it's like bad to where they just don't like others, specifically other religions, um, mm-hmm. namely ones that are kind of uh, in the Middle East right now. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, like, anyone that's even religiously oriented that way have, like, my is very blatantly, like, against those people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's a pretty, yeah, that would be pretty a bad, bad experience. experience. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, nothing not really too bad, though. Mm. So. Okay. Mm. What about you, John? Um, I have several negative experiences <laughs> from the Christian population. Yeah. Mostly because uh, my people are Jewish. Um, so everybody makes fun of everybody in grade school. So I don't really count most of those, but the most negative one I had in grade school, and I I did tell Caleb already about this, we were doing a show and tell, and I was showing a menorah. Um, I'm sure most of you know what that is. And essentially, this kid, everybody was raising their hands at the end asking questions. This kid raised his hand and he said, doesn't that mean you go to hell? And, like, half the class agreed with them. Oh, it only took about five seconds. And to me at the time, it wasn't very discouraging because my mom was there. And, you know, she just looked at me and smiled. Because, um, <laughs> wow. like, we completely disagree, you know? Yeah. Right. But, yeah, that's that was probably the first negative experience. Right. Sheesh. That is. Yeah. That's awful. He was seven, so I mean, right. yeah. How, like for me, it's just Where's how it come from? how does someone teach their seven year old to be like willing to say that to somebody? Like, I would like to think that that wasn't taught, and that was just kids being mean to each other. Yeah, you know, like you're that's different very than possible, me. Yeah. As a child, that's uh, something you make fun of others about. Yeah, yeah maybe. you're taller than me. Right. That's, that's something. That Hell's kind of the like yeah, the worst like, thing you can yeah. say though yeah. in that situation. Yeah, no but I think at plus, the time, like, he was like, yeah. my parents will like this. Yeah. I don't think he actually was Thought encouraged that. to right. do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Oh, I hope. That's probably true. 
<laughs> I'll find you, Connor. You <laughs> remember his name. <laughs> That's funny. But, um, so the opposite of that question is, what is your best experience with Christians or Christianity? Big Steven. So that definitely relates to me a lot, especially, um, I'm going to get kind of deep. Um, so like a couple years ago, my mom passed Mm. and, um, that at that point I was really like, you know, depressed and unhappy with life and everything. But I had friends that reached out to me, especially, um, that were actually Christians as well. So they offered to go to church with them a couple of times and I did. And it's actually very helpful because they're there for me. The church we went to is just super great and super awesome and everything. And just, just the vibes helped a lot with like my situation and how I was feeling and stuff. And cool. Like just kind of like being in an environment yeah, that was like more positive. And yeah, yeah. Nice. Just like that kind of environment helped a lot, especially with my friends, which were like even said certain things too. Like mm-hmm. God is here for you. You're you got someone to look up, look to if you need any sort of. Um, like comforting or anything so mm-hmm. it helped a lot so. mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. what about you john nice. um, um, honestly uh the first thing that comes to mind is the interaction i actually had with caleb which had to be a i didn't pay him to say that <laughs> nobody should um a couple of months ago i was going through a pretty rough time um emotionally um, most most of us go through these periods. And at the time, I was looking for answers. Um, and at the time, the only thing that most of my family could tell me was to find God. And God isn't something that I have found much interest in, um, mm-hmm. even as a child. Um, I just wasn't very religious. It wasn't very pushed on me. We didn't go to church. My mom always said that if I wanted to be religious um, as a Jew or a Christian, mm-hmm. that that was totally fine by her, but she wasn't going to encourage it at any point. Mm. Um, so yeah, I just never, I never really found God, so to speak. But at the time I thought, you know what, maybe they're right. Maybe I should find God. So the first person I approached was Caleb. And what Caleb said to me at the time, um, felt really powerful because I feel most, and I I really hate to, uh, any, people into a a category and say that most of them do this or that Mm -hmm. but most christians or even most religious people will tell you oh yeah find god it's totally cool you'll be you'll be good to go you'll feel so much better and that'll just be it and that's not what caleb said caleb was very honest he said finding god is going to be very hard at first it's not going to be easy you're you might even feel worse at first but in the end, you'll find what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I just thought that was something very honest for him to stay, not stay, say, right. obviously say. Um, so yeah, that's definitely one of the yeah. And I, I don't, thank you for sharing that. Um, I do remember also like, um, like trying to also like 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 talk about how God like isn't just going to be like an answer. Like He's not going to just like solve all your problem. Like He's like. Um, what did I say? I forget. Cause like you mentioned that a little bit too. I'm trying to remember um, what I said. You just essentially said that he was a presence, but you had to, you had to still work on it yourself. Mm-hmm. That was okay. definitely the point you're trying to yeah. drive. Okay. Sweet. Cool. Also as a Christian, I would agree that you can say like most Christians would kind of do the like, Oh yeah, like God will make it all better. And like, mm-hmm. I feel like you know, everything's like Gucci after yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Like it, Every like he's not just, yeah, the like, solution to all right. your problems. Yeah. Boom. This is it. 
Yeah. This is all you need. Mm -hmm. You're good to go. Yeah. And for us, like we kind of feel like, um, through experience and like studying, like it's more like he's not just really disappointing if you think. Yeah. If you think that like he's gonna just answer all your questions and solve all your problems, you're like in for a disappointment because he's not a crutch, I guess. Which isn't what you were looking for, but I like. No, it definitely was. I think everybody goes through that period. You're just like, I need something. Yeah. 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 I'm glad I got the answer that I got and not the Mm. answer most would have given me. Hopefully it was helpful. It was. Um, The love is tangible in this room. mm. (laughs) Powerful. Powerful. I wrote these questions out at like 3 a.m. one other night, so like... If they're no good, don't you don't have to answer them. But uh, my next question is: What is slash are your cu- current views about God or religion? <laughs> Stevens, our designated first answerer. That is a okay. Um, Going second, like Eminem. <laughs> so um, my current views are definitely like still about the same they've been in the past couple years. Um, more of like, I know God is there. I know there's a presence for everyone, it, whoever it may be. Um, in my case, God. So um, currently, I don't practice my religion all too much. Um, I try to look to him sometimes, especially when I'm down in the dumps. But um, like currently, I just, I mean, I feel like I'm in a good place and have my views towards knowing that there's something there for me. So, yeah. I am not religious at all so Uh, i don't know if that is going to change mm -hmm. i don't know if that's going to stay the same would you consider yourself atheist or agnostic Agnostic. at this point okay that's what i thought agnostic Mm -hmm. definitely and for anyone who doesn't know sarah and i are christians so i guess you could say our current uh, views about religion are (laughs) I okay. figured you were a nation of Islam. Yeah. <laughs> Islam's a religion. Yeah, very, very good religion. <laughs> um, so this question might take a little while to like, think about. Um, it, I wrote, if God does exist, and I'm, by that I mean the Christian God, it does exist, um, and you could ask him one question, what would that be? Can I have a million dollars? Why, so Why did you kill the dinosaurs? <laughs> okay, now that is a good question. I've been wondering since I was like school age. <laughs> Why did you kill the dinosaurs? Yeah. Why did you make question? fast food so addictive? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why is running so hard? <laughs> I think I know my answer. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, question I'd ask him. It'd probably be the most generic question, really. Um, why is the world the way it is right now? Like, how much negativity and how much bad things that are happening in the mm. world right now? Specifically, our country and stuff. And right. It's like, what's going on in our Hashtag country? Hashtag Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, okay. That's a, that's a good why question. Why letting this happen? The, the problem of evil question. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If there's a good God. Mm-hmm. Do you, long what, do we what, have? I guess I didn't actually. <laughs> it's the real question. Um, I didn't write this question down beforehand, but in response to that, what what do you think his answer would be? Ooh. I feel like he'd say that it's like always a good and a bad to the world, and there's no there's got to be a balance of that. So 
I feel like there has to be Star some Wars. Sort of yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Force. Okay. Balance, Use so. the Force, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel like he'd probably say there just has to be an equal balance to the mm-hmm. amount of good in the world than there is to the bad. So there's no way of actually canceling out one over the, over the other. So hmm. I feel like that's what the answer would be. Okay. It's kind of like, you know, yin yeah, yang. Yeah. There's got to be bad and there's got to be good. So. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I won't. I don't respond right now. <laughs> we'll just go through the questions and then we can kind of like let the conversation go from there. Does he pick our personality or do we make them ourselves? Hmm. That's what you would ask him? Yes, I would. Hmm. That is a good question. A Are we born who we were always going to be or do we build our own paths? Because if he knows everything, it could be either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a very good question. Yeah. Wow. What do you think his answer would be? Probably something very wise and hard to understand. Um, I imagine he spoke in Latin, so I wouldn't understand. Well, only if he was Catholic. What's right. that? What's that uh, saying? Say la vie. Say la vie. What? <laughs> I don't know either. I just had a roommate that would say that. Like anytime we'd go to Meyer at like three a.m., we we're like, we shouldn't do this. She's like. Say la vie. I think it just meant like just live or something. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So then we'd go and hate ourselves later, but. Uh, so next question is, what do you think the worst thing about Christianity or religion is in general? What's the worst thing about Christianity? I got or, this. Or I got. I'd like to go, go for it. Um. Are you sure? Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Food restrictions. Food restrictions. Why? In- <laughs> I mean, Christianity doesn't really have much of that. Yeah. Either, That's no. not actually Sometimes. true. Old Testament. Old Testament. Well, yeah. Testament. Well, that was, that was pre-Christianity. That was Judaism. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was you guys. Still. Yeah. <laughs> well. Why shellfish? Why shellfish? <laughs> Why can't I eat shellfish? What does that have to do with shit? <laughs> it was for oh. your protection. Yeah. Um, <laughs> drugs and alcohol. Okay. Yeah. Drugs and alcohol are the worst thing about Christianity? No. The, oh, okay. The common opinion of Christianity um, when it comes to drugs and alcohol. You smoke weed. You oh, the devil. I see. Yeah, you know, I know, if I do acid, I must be crazy. You know, I must. I, I need Jesus. Mm. The gateway drug. Acid's Acid. the gateway drug? <laughs> no. You start with Sarah, acid. I don't, Sarah, wow. You are a Jeez, very Sarah. slippery character. Yeah, I went, I went <laughs> Once you start doing acid, schools. next thing is marijuana, and you're screwed after marijuana. And you might even try alcohol. No, you know, it's okay like, to do acid, but marijuana, not enough. You might even start dancing. No. Yeah, you know, just the, the common opinion and the rationalization that if you do drugs, you're bad. Because sev- mm-hmm. at several points in the Bible, it says that if it's put on this planet, it's for us. Everything is for us. God did this for us. Mm-hmm. So if I can grow marijuana on accident, it happens all, all over the world. No, not very. It much grows anymore. in people's yards. Yes, now, which is not so much an accident nine times. <laughs> but like you know, well, there's like wild Michigan. There's Michigan marijuana. Exactly, goes around, but I don't know exactly. how high you can get off that, but. Um, I mean, hey, we can figure it out. <laughs> Go for oh, a little drive. But no, you know, even yeah, like, just that. that being said, mushrooms, magic mushrooms, mm-hmm. they're picked off of the fucking ground. So what about uh, synthetic drugs then? 
Uh, synthetic drugs. Um, so to tell the pod about a little too much about me, I am a recreational, um, what you would what you would call a drug user. Um, but I don't do things like synthetic drugs or heroin or methamphetamine. <laughs> Um, or really even cocaine, just because of the modification process mm-hmm. that, that comes with that. Um, so I guess in terms of the moral question, uh, morally, what is um, your p- beliefs about the inherent goodness of na- natural drugs versus synthetic drugs? What could you? Can you? Yeah, I can reword that. Re-word um, yes, exactly. Is there? something inherently negative about synthetic drugs like yes they are made by people who usually just seek to profit themselves okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's they're the icky world of buying and selling drugs is um very much about money Mm -hmm. for obvious reasons most Mm -hmm. most businesses are Um, but in this sort of market they care usually less about the consumer well, with marijuana, most of the people that I purchase my marijuana from are people that I actually know. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, when I buy my magic mushrooms, um, I also take acid from time to time. I know all of the people that, that are making and processing mm-hmm. these things. Whereas when you're buying something, say, like heroin or methamphetamine, usually you're not going to know where, where it comes from or you're definitely not going to care. And they don't, they don't care about you at all. Right. So it's just an inherent sort of different kind of dark world sure. that you, know, you really I only experience if you do things like I do, you know, like I've seen the good and bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you think that's why Christians seem to have a position of anti-drugs, even natural drugs? Do you think, do you think, like, what do you think the motivation is for them? I think the motivation is fear. Yeah. Most people are motivated by fear more than anything else. Right. So I think that that this ideology comes from Christianity and most religions, where that if you do something that is seen to be different, you are bad. Mm-hmm. And that that's not just Christianity. Obviously, that's right. Islam. That's Judaism. That's mm-hmm. most religions. So that's where I think that comes from. Um, People that are recreational drug users tend to be very different and open-minded people. You know, mm-hmm. um, I know people of very various sexual orientations. I have friends that walk out in the snow without their shoes on because they don't believe in wearing shoes. I have friends that only live off the land. Mm-hmm. You know, they're very free-minded thinkers, and some of them are actually very religious. Yeah, uh, everyone's religious. It just depends on what they think is the ultimate good for them. Everyone's religious a little bit. I don't think I've ever thought about it that way. That's good. I didn't expect to get on the topic of drugs. That's interesting. (laughs) Yeah, for me, um, I kind of take the position of uh, uh, Paul. He says it, I forget in what passage of the Bible, but basically he's like, it's none of my business to judge people outside the church. Like, I'm worried about, like, what people in the church are doing so um for me like i'm not like too worried like it's not my business to judge whether or not you do drugs so i uh hope i don't give off the uh 
vibe that I'm like. That's why we're here. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, it's not, it's not, I would say it's very uncommon, especially in um, the new generation that is us, the, the Christians of tomorrow, so to speak. You know, I could see you being a pastor in 10 years. You're going to be very much more socially acceptable of these things because of your experiences. Mm. You know, I think that most of these stigmas and the sort of hatred for people that are different, this is very old school. And I feel like what, what I've seen just from you and your wife show me that there's a whole new world opening up for, for Christianity and other religions alike. It just seems like it's going to be more accepting in years to yeah. come. It's already obviously gotten better, you know. A lot of churches now accept homosexual people into their mm -hmm. into their church with open arms. No problems at all. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like the world will continue to gain acceptance and the ways of the old where we don't like people of different races or different ethical bath backgrounds, that'll go away. Bathrooms. Ethical bathrooms. <laughs> yeah, I think... Um, a lot of the tensions resulted um, not from Christianity as a whole, but a brand of Christianity that was popular in the previous generation in America. Um, so We're talking about you Catholics. <laughs> no, I, uh, I think, yeah, uh, there's been a lot of uh, fear and isolationism um, in the church and I mean, I can't speak for other religions because I'm not part of another religion, but um, that's part of the reason we're trying to do this podcast. We're trying to talk to people who either disagree or just have different opinions and backgrounds than us um, so that we don't become isolated and afraid of people who think differently than us. Um, so, yeah, I think it's something good about our generation. Hopefully something that we can find a balance we don't have to lose ourselves to talk to people who disagree with us. I think it's good. I would encourage anybody to do this podcast. Um, very good environment here. So if anybody is on the fence about it, you should definitely contact the Hortons. <laughs> We're in our uh, nursery slash study room. So it's kind of comfortable. John's in a rocking chair. Yeah. Um, so kind of going back to Stephen's kind of yin-yang view about good and evil, um, what do you think your definition of good is? Or how would you define good in terms of good versus evil? Um, for on that subject, um, good people that I have a view of, I guess, are people that just aren't so much judgmental like yeah. uh, back on like how john says there's a lot of op more open-minded people nowadays um i just feel like good people are more along the lines of that where they're not like super negative about like how others think i, li mm -hmm. I like that those are good people those like you want to surround yourself with people like that and those are good people mm -hmm. in my opinion um also people that just obviously don't do very heinous crimes obviously i mean that's mm -hmm. the good i view in anyone's yeah. like and I, I'm not personally me, but like anyone views as a good person mm -hmm. that doesn't do anything like that. So just like very generic good view. Mm -hmm. 
What about okay? So good, separate from people. What is good as an idea or an ideal? <laughs> That's a big question. Yeah. Um, like, what is is good? Like seeking the best of the greatest number of people. Is it seeking the best for people close to you? Like, um, different. People obviously all have different definitions of what good is or what it means to be good. Um, so I guess I'm more just looking for thoughts, not necessarily a, a concise definition of what you think good is. Yeah. I think the definition of like, not as you just said, not an actual definition, but like one of the qualities that a good person should have or usually does have is selflessness. Most of the my closest friends, Stephen is one of my closest friends. Um, we're both the type of people that Stephen called me at four in the morning, said, you know, I'm drunk, and I had to work at seven. I'd still pick his ass up, you know. Like that's not to say when we were in the car, I wouldn't bitch Stephen out every foot of the drive. But that's what you do when you're a good person, you know. Selfless, yeah. I think selfless is a good way of kind of viewing what it means to be. Um, doing good. One of my closest friends says this a lot. Stephen knows exactly who I'm talking about. You you know who this is as well. She consistently says, do something every day that makes you and another person happy at the exact same time. Do, some, do something for someone that'll make you happy. Sometimes that's just taking the batteries out of somebody else's section. An annoying little task we, could, we would all appreciate. Get somebody some ice at work. Mm -hmm. Tell somebody they dropped something on the floor. Mow your neighbor's grass. Things like that. In Bible language, do unto others as you would want them to do unto you. Bible language. Bible language. <laughs> no, that's a cool, that's a concept that um, I, I think is rooted in like a good understanding of what the Bible is teaching. Um, and I think it's cool to see people understanding that who aren't um, a part of the church and stuff like that. It's surprising how it's not practiced enough, in my opinion, too. A lot of people don't practice that right. rule of thumb right there. A lot. Mm -hmm. So more people see it as kind of noticeable sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think there is an afterlife? If so, what do you think it's like? I believe in reincarnation. I know that sounds like a very hippie and Rasta thing to say. You are such a hippie. It's because of those drugs. <laughs> it very may. No, be. no, no. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but no, honestly, um, a lot of my, my peers and I all believe in reincarnation, mostly because karma is the foundation of several religious aspects. Um, you know, you just you brought up earlier, do unto others as... You want to be done to yourself, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The quote may be Psalms one, two, three, four. Um, <laughs> I don't know the passage, so. <laughs> Anyways, what's the topic again? Somebody help me. Uh, do you think there's an afterlife, and if so, what do you think it's like? Yeah, so you're no, answering about in yep, reincarnation, yeah? Reincarnation. Um, I feel like what you do in this life very much affects the next life that you get. Um, I believe in reincarnation because at any stage you could you could really do something wrong, but who you are morally will still affect your afterlife. 
Whereas most religions believe you kill someone, you're probably going to hell either way. You know, I don't necessarily believe that. I feel like the things you do in your past, they definitely matter. But if you can move on from your past, you can become a better person. That's what's going to matter in the end. What about you, Stephen? Um, kind of on the same viewpoint as John about there being a, a reincarnation into a new life and everything. But um, I also believe in there being a heaven still and that being somewhere where you go temporarily. And then obviously you go into a better, uh, hopefully a better life because I hope to think that um, like your current life is going to affect your next life. So Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. John's over here Snapchatting. Yeah, so during this part of like the questions, I'm trying my best not to like offer my answer. I'm not trying to debate in this part. I'm just trying to get an idea of um, where John and Stephen are at. Also, I think this like this is what's helpful for probably who our audience is is people like us who are surrounded by other Christians who have been Christians for a long time. And I hear. Um, in the circles that I grew up in, I hear people saying, well, why aren't you offering answers to their questions? Why aren't you teaching them the gospel? Why aren't you showing them Jesus right now? Um, (laughs) (laughs) like the, like, um, my goal right now is to just listen. I'm not, there's no agenda. I think like Like, that's the goal of the podcast. Right. I'm not like, so that's why I say that because I hear people critiquing me. I mean, that's... You should never force your religion onto another Right, person. and that's, so that's what I'm doing. I'm listening, yeah. and I'm, like, getting your perspective on things because that's what people do when they want to talk to each other, so... Hopefully, this will encourage other people who may be listening to also just listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> listen. I'm not here to prove I'm right. I'm just here to talk and listen. He's probably right. Because <laughs> he's Caleb motherfucking horse. <laughs> That is actually his middle name. That is my middle name. His mom told me. This guy should do Um, Bozaki's commercials. (laughs) He thinks I'm super cool just because I do some renovations around my house. He's in his 20s. He has a house and a kid, and he builds his own stuff. What do you do? (laughs) What do you do? Um, You don't do that. And I host a podcast with my wife. And he hosts a podcast with And he can fix a car. He could fix Some any cars. car. No, not any car. But he cannot cook. That's not true. I made an amazing corn tortilla. I'm not gonna um wait. I'm not gonna debate this with you guys because I feel like it's gonna be a sensitive subject. Listen to this meal I made today. Bon appetit. <laughs> I fried up some bacon. Mm. I fried Probably up some fun. eggs in a separate pan. Right. Then I fried corn tortillas in the bacon grease. Wow. Till they were crispy. Gross. <laughs> then I put my, I had two over easy eggs, bacon, and melted sharp cheddar cheese. And I put that all between two fried corn tortillas and I ate it. And it was so messy and that so good. That was like a breakfast. I accidentally <laughs> ate our housemate's cheese. Oh. I'm sorry. Just told I apologize. I am so sorry. Fucking Christian. Yeah, I'm stealing everybody's stuff. So um, he told on himself on his own podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm guilty. Don't tell Caleb shit. You're going yeah. to jail. <laughs> I can't loose lips sink ships. Oh I was just gonna say his other gourmet dish is gourmet. 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 Whatever. What's my other gourmet Gourmet-ish. dish? 
eggs, peas, and rice. Ooh, when, that sounds when, fucking disgusting. When I was a single, when I was a bachelor and I lived here by myself, that's how I survived. Every time I came over, you're like, I'll cook dinner. I was like, oh, okay. And then it was always sandwiches. eggs, peas, and rice. I was, I'm sure I made spaghetti noodles or something. Yeah, sometime. it was either that or like noodles and venison. I'm a big fan I did of make venison fries. a lot, yeah. Oh, Sarah, fries, Sarah makes stir fries. Easy. Rice and anything like whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah dude i sarah convinced me to eat br- brussels sprouts and i love them i never thought i would I eat them mm-hmm. my but past job ruined brussels sprouts i like my past jobs brussels sprouts which is the same past job as john so Wait. salad works oh. yeah oh salad works. Wait, were they raw brussels sprouts no, so i was oh. the kitchen pretty much the only fucking kitchen guy but they called me a kitchen manager but i didn't manage <coughs> anything i just did everything right so how we made our brussels sprouts um, we cut off the ends. We cut them in yeah. half. We put them in a nice big ass five liter. Five liter. Five liter. Five liter. <laughs> that's my new rap game. Oh man, that's why no one. Check it out. That's why no one goes to Salad Works. Exactly. <laughs> five liter plastic drum, and we would shake them up with oil and salt and pepper, and then we would Olive bake them oil. for like. It's a garlic salt pepper. Good stuff. Uh, good stuff. Uh, See, that actually sounds really good. Yeah. It was it just terrible. roasted. Some garlic salt pepper. Mm-hmm. Everything we made was terrible. He's, he's not wrong on that point, actually. Don't go to Salad Works. I mean, they're out of business now in Michigan, so it's okay. Oh, yeah. nice. You can't uh-huh. go to Salad Works. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, moving on to our last few questions, and then we can open up for just actual discussion. These are just my interview questions. Cora, our, da- our Rottweiler, she's two years old, and she is leaning up against Steven and making the weirdest faces. She is just... Loving getting pet. Yeah. Yeah. She likes Steven. Um, So, number eight question out of ten. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? I I mean, I know. Okay. Um, Big Steven. So, I'd definitely change my, like, attitude that happens a lot. I get very Mm -hmm. frustrated very easily. Mm -hmm. Wow, that sounds really familiar It shows a lot at work, especially my frustration of just anything in general that just would be normally frustrating for anyone. So, just it it gets to me a lot easier than others. So, if I could take that away from me as a personality of mine, I Mm -hmm. would definitely take that away. Dude, I think that would be my same thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going with, um, I wish I had abs guaranteed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's right. a simple answer. Um, well, no, honestly, it's you know very similar to Stevens. I feel like I, I'm very aggressive with people um, just because in my childhood, my parents didn't really care if that happened, so it was never stopped. So mm-hmm. obviously it was just a yeah, trait I carried on. So yeah, when I snap at people at work, I f- always feel really bad. And, you know, I'm working on that now as an individual. Yeah. You don't, you've never snapped at me, but I snapped at you the other night. You were yeah. like, Caleb, can I talk to you? I was like, I cannot talk right now. Like, I'm, no, actually, you said, I'm not talking with anybody right now. Yeah. But then you then turned around and said, sorry. <laughs> you said it in a nice way. Yeah. No, no he, said it, he didn't say it in a nice way. He just like, oh. he started to walk away. And like half a second after, he was like, sorry. Walked back away. <laughs> yeah. You know, he just All he wanted to back. ask was what I wanted him to do for side yeah, work. And I snapped at him. Minutes later, And I was like, okay, I know you don't want to talk right now, but I really need to talk to you about side work. <laughs> He was like, dude, I'm sorry. And I was like, it's fine. It's the life. I feel like... Side work is like the chores you do. Yeah. I had a, I had a difficult table at the time and like got sat a bunch of tables. I'm not excusing it. I don't, shouldn't snap oh, yeah, at anybody. That's, that's the life that I, uh, 
That's the restaurant. Name. But I wanted I, I wanted you to know I wasn't mad at you oh, even when yeah, I snapped no, you. I was just like, oh, I can't talk. Yeah, I, no. I mean, that I knew it wasn't that um, you were bartending and you wrote up on the board for me not to sit you anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was in the. I wasn't bartending. I was oh, in the bar. Yeah, yeah, but I was bar section Stephen A. Stephen can't. And read. I was like, Stephen, stop seating me. And it, he was. He was Dude, being. And Stephen's he, like. Stephen's a good host. Let me help you get some. And tables I was just like, do, do, do you not want me to seat you anymore? He's like, Nah, I'm just like really behind. So I'm like, It's all right. Yeah. No, Stephen's a good host. Um, one fun. thing I would change about myself because I haven't actually answered many of these questions. Is that your beard? Um, no. <laughs> it would get in the Sorry, way. I got a majestic beard. So uh, <laughs> um. I would give myself, uh, or I would um, stop, kind of like road rage. I can get angry really quickly cool. about some things. Um, I don't really have an anger issue with like people. Just um, in the car, though. Just in the car. If people wait like a millisecond too long. Or like on Facebook. Or <laughs> He's a keyboard warrior. Uh, I'm a keyboard warrior. And uh, I, uh, I don't really yell at people, but I get in like, I get angry. And that like is the position from which i engage in conversation and i don't want that to be my position in conversation i'd rather still talk to people and be a keyboard warrior but from a position of like gentleness and kindness um so that's one thing i would change about myself um number nine what do you want to be when you grow up <laughs> i mean now that we're at our points in our life where we actually kind of have an idea of what we want to do I definitely have had this actually since high school too, and I'm probably gonna try to pursue it when I go to college again. Um, is be a graphic designer or a commercial artist because I like to draw and I like art. So that's cool. Something along mm -hmm. those lines. Hmm. I don't want to grow up. I want to be a Toys R Us. <laughs> <laughs> Toys R Us doesn't exist anymore. They went oh, bankrupt. No. I'm just noticing our microphone is way louder than Steven's. I want to be a GameStop kid. Is this on? Pretty close. I think it was pretty good on the Yeah, okay. I think it's just because, like, this is a okay. condenser microphone. Yeah, that one's, I think, is that a nicer microphone than these guys? Yeah. A yeah. little bit. Yeah. But a good friend cool. of mine the other day said, I asked her this exact same question. Um, she's a security guard, and I asked her, What do you want to be? And she said, It doesn't matter. What I want to be is happy. And these moments right here, while we're smoking this cigarette, we're having a gun, good conversation. A gun, good conversation. We're talking, no, we were not no, talking. <laughs> to share with the podcast. Right, right. I smoked a bowl before I came in. But anyways. Wait, um, really? We both did. We had no, we had no idea. <laughs> Every time. No, seriously, though. Um, yeah, you know, she said it doesn't really matter. What matters is that I'm happy. If I happen to find a career along the way that makes me more happy, that's excellent. If I don't, I guess all I can do is try to be more happy. Mm. I like that viewpoint. Yeah. It definitely hit home with both me and John when we were talking to this girl. She she it, she went pretty deep and it was so real that it's like, yeah. that's a very good way to look at things. Yeah, I think the way we've kind of viewed it is uh, um, contentment with like where we're at. Like we don't have to, like if we're always restless for something more, something different or something better, like we'll kind of always be anxious about something. And if you can like be content or like what you said, happy, like... You you can, I don't know. You don't have to be worried about. I don't know. I lost my train of thought, but that's all right. Um, number ten. What music are you listening to most lately? <laughs> Papadozio. Really? Papadozio. To be honest, I've never heard of him. Pigeons who play ping pong. 
I've heard of them. Or pigeons playing ping pongs, or yeah, whatever it is. Um, if anybody is familiar with Sublime, they're very similar to Sublime. Um, we also listen to a lot of Wolfpack. Oh, um, Wolfpack, love German Wolfpack. for Wolfpack. And Whoa. Yeah, very impressive. Yes. No, they're from Ann Arbor. Um, they have a lot of features from just like various jazz musicians, um, very like funk jazz style music. Makes makes us all smile. Mm-hmm. This is upbeat, relaxing, awesome music. So. Cool. Also, Masigo. Um, it's like R&B and jazz. We listen to a lot of Masigo. Hmm. I listen to a lot of the same music as John because I'm hanging out with him a lot of times. <clears throat> but um, my like current band that I really like to listen to right now is definitely... Uh, um, I forgot the name. <laughs> sorry, how often do you listen to them? Okay. They're <coughs> extremely They're active. my favorite. They're called... Oh, I mean, it's, I mean, it's name all, one all album. Right. No, I know. I'm the it's worst a, at naming yeah, bands or songs. Mm-hmm. I'm ex- Farf still plays, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible with names. So, um, but yeah, All J is a um, a alternative rock band that I like to listen all to. All J. Yeah, they're re- they're really good music. I'm cool. Google All J. I know if you them. don't know who that is. Alternative rock. We all know who they are, except Caleb. Except for me, because I don't know music at all right now. Oh my God, All J. I've been listening cry. to Kendrick Lamar. I'm late to the game, but his al- his last album's really You're good. Listening to Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, dude. I do not see you Micah dances to him like okay, like he does for funny. no other artist. Yeah. I got, I got, I got, I got. <laughs> That's what you're listening DNA to? DNA is like, DNA. DNA is his jam. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, no, good stuff. Um, Ooh, this so, is, okay, since you guys said you like jazz, alternative, I'm hearing R&B. Rap. We like everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have, you, have you listened to Marion Hill? Shout out Peso. Shout out Marion Hill, no, I have not. They're like they're pretty popular now, so it's not as not as cool, but they're pretty good. Up. See, that's illegal to play it on. Oh this. well, never mind then. I went to school, so I know these things. I know these things. She knows copyright laws. Not really. Um. So now I that guess sucks. it's uh. <laughs> yeah. Just open for conversation. Um, maybe we maybe could pick a topic, a or you have questions for us that you want answered, or at cre- Christians in general. Would you experiment with LSD? And if not, why? That's a good question. Um, can you describe the psychoactive effects of LSD for yeah, me? I guess I'm, I don't I'm know. a little unfamiliar, LSD I'll be is a honest. It's different for everybody. I mean, Lucy in the Sky very, with Diamonds, but. That's very all I know. Um, you're going to be in your right mind. You're going to feel very deeply about the subjects you're surrounding yourself with. Colors are going to be a little more vivid. When you move your hand, you're going to see tracers, which is like obviously like, drug terminology. But essentially, it would be like you, you have a sparkler. Had, yeah, yeah. Essentially, um, have you ever had your eyes been really watery, driving down the street, and there's quadruples of everything? No, my mom has bad eyesight, so she sees doubles of everything. But that no, I. (laughs) You're gonna just see a lot of like. I think I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yep. Um, Now, also, it is a belief of a close friend of mine that you should take acid twice a year. Everyone, every single person, because acid makes you feel so incredibly tiny. It will humble you. Mm. It will make you see that. This tree has been here 15 times longer than you have. 
You have no value in comparison to this tree. You'll think things like that, you know? Hmm. Now, it's also my opinion that you should take very small amounts of acid. You can take half a tab of acid. You'd be very lucid. You'd know your name. You definitely shouldn't drive, but... You could walk down the street and hold a converse, conversation with a police officer. My name's Caleb Horton. I live down the street. You know, now, what is happy? A different color? Probably. Probably. And you would definitely think he was twice as funny as he ever has been. Because <laughs> you just can't stop laughing. Yeah. <clears throat> you just can't stop laughing. Hmm. But. Yeah, a lot so. Of, a lot go of ahead. people are scared of LSD because people have killed themselves on it. But people have that's also right. killed themselves yeah, that's what I've heard. So. on caffeine, on nothing, absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, um, my answer currently would be no. I would not try LSD um, for the fact that um, I, as a sober person, I don't know if that's the right word for not being tripping um tripping tripping not being tripping not being tripping you heard it here first (laughs) (laughs) um i have a hard enough time making the right decisions um i guess my main reason for not doing it is i don't trust myself to handle the effects wisely that is a very very good answer and i'm glad that that is what you went with thanks it was a very honest answer because it is my belief that you should not experiment with things like lsd or ecstasy, which is our other recreational use item, um, unless you really honestly do have the mental capacity for it, mm-hmm. because it can really do damage to your life if you would allow it, if you allow mm-hmm. it to. And like, I see how messed up people's lives get, um, even without drugs, and even just life is hard. And I, I don't want to add a. Uh, uh, a stress factor or an hour allow myself an outlet yeah um well let me tell you just like you told me about god lsd definitely not an outlet lsd may make you feel like shit for a couple of months you might wake up and be are like, you saying lsd is god it could be oh but goodness. there may be some parallels we can draw here yeah maybe exactly i wait that's um so the the this is getting a little off topic, but the way you describe the effects of alcohol... Cora, stop smelling his crotch. Um, the way you describe the effects of drugs is um, a an experience I've had um, when I have, like, really crazy conversations with people about, like, ideas that are just, like, so much bigger than us. Like, you get to a point where you, like, have talked and your conversation is, like, taking you so far away from what we view as, like, everyday reality that it's, like, an out-of-body experience... Um, so like, I kind of like feel like I sort of like it, it rings a bell kind of almost when you describe it, because there have been times in conversation where I felt like my mind has been seeing things that it hasn't before or feelings that I get that I haven't before. Um, so is, I wonder if drugs are activating the same part of the brain that are activated during conversations like that for me. Yeah. Serotonin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's intriguing to me. Um, I don't trust myself enough. Um, So that's where, that's where I land on that. I think that I would like it and that's why I shouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. 
Well, LSD, <laughs> unlike most recreational drugs, cannot be addictive because it is so exhausting. But like, it takes a toll on your body. And if you took two or three tabs in a week, you'd be asleep for days. You wouldn't be able to dose again. It's not addictive. But you like, would maybe definitely not want to. <laughs> yeah, but maybe not in like a short amount of time. But like over a long period of time, I would be like unable to. Um, like, who wouldn't want to experience colors they've never seen or, like, like almost like an alternate reality is what it sounds like to me. That sounds really, that like... a very good way to describe it. Yeah, mm. like, who wouldn't want to... I mean, I don't know, maybe some people wouldn't, but, <clears> like, for me, I'm like, that sounds kind of cool, but I also know that, like, that's why, like... Like alcohol or like anything sounds kind of cool because I'm like, yeah, I can. For me, Sarah never an, drinks alcohol. It'd be an escape. Like, I can't drink alcohol because I'm breastfeeding. I can drink one drink right after I nurse, but not that anyone cares. But just so you know, oh, we care. Yeah, at least it's something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but like I think I would get addicted to the feeling of like escaping and experiencing. Like, it would just turn into like. I love how I feel, and I don't want to get stuck in just how I feel. I, I have been sense. stuck before, and it is a slippery slope. Yeah, yeah. and that's, that's a, yeah, I like see, for me, I like the, I don't, myself. I don't trust myself to be like, yeah, I can, like, oh, I experimented it, like, cool. Well, I'm good now. Like, I think I have an addictive personality, so I don't like. Oh, for yeah. me, that's why I totally, I totally I, agree. Uh, you agree that I have an addictive personality? No, like, I, I agree that you <laughs> no, I, do it. <laughs> no. Call him an alcoholic, John. Uh, God. <laughs> there are two alcoholics in this room, and neither of them's last name is Horton. <laughs> You're not wrong. You don't have to be drunk to be an alcoholic. But we're always drunk. <laughs> um, I don't drink at work. That's where I draw the line. Yeah. If you've ever been to a restaurant, there's... A 99% chance that half of the servers are either drunk or high on cocaine. So, yeah, he's not wrong. Just know that wherever you go. Also, if you ever get fries, we probably ate one. <laughs> but we were checking to make sure it's still hot and it's, fresh. Yeah. And there quality times, management, we quality do control. For you, we you do it for you. It, and it's like, mm -mm. We you do it for you. Fries. When you say you don't want something, if you haven't eaten it yet, we eat it. But I can say from experience, I've never seen a server spit in someone's food, oh, and I've no. never, never seen them never nope. seen them take a sip from your drink or anything like that. We don't no. we don't do that. We're not gonna sink to your. Level. We're not nasty. Yeah, I wish I could be that petty sometimes though. <laughs> we probably we all wish we could be that petty sometimes. Is standard. I mean, it's very noticeable. Say it again job, for the people so. in the back. Twenty percent. <laughs> it's standard. Standard. Don't for forget. All servers. <laughs> yeah, Stephen finally got promoted. He was a dedicated yeah. car side to go and host. Host, and he worked his butt off. And something about servers. We remember. The we remember the poor ones. We don't remember the ones that tip very much. But if you come in and you tipped poor, we know and we talk. I think about we. It. But <laughs> there, we, we've all had someone tip really well, and we remember them. Yeah, yeah like, and we're like, hey, mm -hmm. you got a good table. That happens a lot right. too. But yeah. yeah, every once in a while. It'd be like me coming up to Sarah and being like, man, got bad news about 13. Man. Bad news. Bad. They fucking suck. 
40 cents each. As servers, we, really we never say swears. What is a swear? Swears are bad. We never fucking swear, ever. <laughs> Do you guys back, but... listen to server conversations? I'm I'm always very curious about that because I feel like I never did. But wait, like with tables or with each well, other? When you're a table, do you listen to your servers speak a lot? Because I used to not at all. Oh no, I never paid attention. But, but now, now I do. I'm, now I do. Yeah. Because I know the kind of talk that goes around our establishment. But let me tell you, it is inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, want to buy some cocaine? <laughs> it's 4 p.m. I know. <laughs> that's a regular. That's that's like open air. Yeah. yeah. Hey man. That's like in the to go booth where people think they're quiet and this tables can't hear them and they can hear yeah, us anyway. There's a table right there eating their food. Like yeah, I just heard this entire motherfucking story. Like, yeah. Have you ever wanted to swing on a staff member? Yes. Have I ever not wanted to swing on a staff member? That's, that's the, the real question. question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's jinx. the real question. Um, not. I mean, not really. Mostly um, management. Um, I won't cut. Okay, well, this is my money. Yeah, I'm not gonna cut. I mean, bam. That's not. I've never felt that way. Really. Every time, honestly, especially when they start to giggle about your money. You know, like, can we cut? Okay, no, like, oh, oh, we're not. We're not Whoa. cutting. Like, yeah, that's that's super hilarious. This is actually how I pay my bills. When you said swing on, I thought about swingers. I oh, was like, where is this Sarah. going? <laughs> We she was one, thinking we were talking about we swinging. Have one female manager. No. Do not hit on servers. We are not pieces of meat, and all of us hate it. <sighs> I mean, line. some probably don't hate and it. And don't call me darling if you're 16. Oh, yeah. Last week, little boy. I called you darling? Yeah. That's funny. Thanks, darling. Were you like, if you're no 16 problem, or 60, <laughs> don't say it. You shouldn't say uh, it at all. Call me by my name or nothing. And stop looking at our butts. Yeah. Yeah, right. stop looking at my butt, all you tables. You I'm a person. man, not a not an object. I think she's talking about the females, but I mean I'm sure some look at you. Yeah. Well she said our and the rest of us are male, so yeah. yeah. I honestly feel like guys get checked out just as much. I don't feel like I'm actually I, yeah. that attractive, but for some I have reason, heard other server females and hosts talk and I'm like, Whoa. That's like a date that you're talking about the guy yeah that's true you know. the dudes dudes at tables like, get checked out all the time yeah. i mean i know we're all eye candy but it's because we literally put ourselves on a fucking display for people that's true hello welcome to yes um i will not say the name but you already did earlier we'll yeah. see you in the neighborhood I can, we can maybe I'll edit it out <laughs> see you in the neighborhood <laughs> yeah that's awesome oh, um i don't know yeah, we're all kind of just objectified to the point where, like, I, again, I don't feel like I'm a super overly attractive male, but I will get dozens of numbers in a week. I don't even I don't want to be a bragger, I, but but okay, <laughs> I think there is something to that. Like, there's like some sort of like weird reward about like giving your, your number server, away. Yeah, yeah, like a server because it's their like their job is to be nice to you or something. So like, so if, if you can get past that, nice. like. Yeah. 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 I think it's it, one thing that's been interesting for me is I used to work at the same restaurant years ago and I got a lot of numbers and now I'm married and I have a wedding ring on when I work and I've only gotten one number. So I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I don't know how, what to take for that, but like it was just interesting. Like let how. Me hear, let, let me tell you what you should take from it. A girl cares if a guy wears a ring, a guy does not care if a girl wears a ring. Mm. That's a generalization, just so you know. 
you're a generalization. It is your true in my experience. How many numbers do you get with a ring? I've only had one ring. Or one, one ring? One wow. Ring. Good. One, that's good, I guess. That's good. Well, that would be news to me if you had more than one yeah, ring. I got, like, I got one this. high school boy's number. I've only been working there not that long, though. You gotta Several up your game, Sarah. I feel like it's yeah. almost an attitude thing because um, one of my close friends, very beautiful girl, rarely gets numbers because when she approaches tables, she is really just very work ethic. You know, like yeah. when I go up to tables, I'm very friendly, and I feel like that is my downfall when it comes to that situation. People are like people they think take, there's a chance, exactly, maybe. Mm-hmm. People take your over friendliness as something else. Yeah. Whereas if you're just like, "Hi, my name's John. Can I get you something to drink?" Every time. <laughs> Who is going to hit on you? You know, like. That's true. Mm. That's completely fair. That's all about like, your attitude. Uh, I, I feel like I get it bartending. Yeah. I get yeah. a lot of old ladies hitting on me when I bartend Sunday morning. Mm. Oh. You make a great Bloody Mary. <laughs> Please go sit down. <laughs> Please go I'm gonna be I liked watching you from behind over there making that drink for me. Hey, could you give me some more ice? Can you turn around one more time? <laughs> okay, you but actually, the so the other day, um, this lady was in the restaurant, and later I found out she had Alzheimer's. So, um, it, it was a, it was a good excuse. But um, someone was telling me one of our managers had walked over, and the lady was like, "You are the most beautiful person oh, I've ever that. seen. Like, how did you get a job here? Like, how did they get you? Like, you're the most incredibly beautiful man I've ever seen." And he was like, uh, thank you. But then I walked up to the table and I had already heard that she had said this to our manager and she like tried to grab me. She's like, let me look at you again. She's like, you are so beautiful. And at this point I didn't know she had Alzheimer's. So I just like ignored her and I was like talking to the table and she was like trying to get me to stand there and like turn around and like look at me. And I was like, this is so uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, what should we talk about next? I don't know. What are your thoughts on gun control? Oh, man. He just dropped the bomb. What's gun control? Um, in terms of... Just personal carrying or just having one in your home? Um, we do not have a gun in our home. Um, I'm a pacifist at this point, at this stage of my life. I go from... Uh, I swing back and forth from being like, I got to defend my family to, I don't want to give myself the opportunity to make a mistake and hurt someone or kill someone. Um, so, but generally, um, I would consider myself a pacifist. So we don't, we don't have a gun, um, in our home. Um, uh, in terms of gun control, uh, I understand like that purpose behind the purpose behind the second amendment and like right the right to carry because we need to be able to defend ourselves from the government i get that um but we've kind of strayed the government um but the argument kind of falls through for me um if that's like the one thing you like carry um in the current debate because many people who are arguing for that position of like we need whatever gun we can have so we can defend ourselves from the government are also um like it's a very pc subject right yeah and like they're talking about like 
protecting ourselves from the government and then yet defending police officers killing innocent people. So why are they defending a government that's killing innocent people if they think that they're innocent and should have the right to defend themselves? Mm -hmm. So it's contradictory. Um, but I do understand the, the, the overarching idea that we should be able to at least not have the government control whether or not we have a weapon. Um, just outside of specific context or specific ideas about gun control. That's kind of where I'm at on this topic. What about you guys? Um, honestly, my gun control views are very mixed as a military child who is also um, a very far left liberal. Hmm. Very conflicting views in firearms. Mm -hmm. um, I think that guns need to be more heavily regulated. Yeah. Um, in uh, like what way, I guess? What, what do you mean by more heavily regulated? I feel like if you own a gun, you need to be put into, it's not a written paper system, um, almost like CODIS. Are you guys aware of the CODIS system mm -hmm. um, for criminals and things like right. that? It needs to be a system like that to where you could easily be identified as the gun owner. Um, I think that there mm -hmm. should be laws regulating gun chambers that make it easier to identify what gun specific rounds were fired from. Now they can still do that, but it is still very, very hard, and it is right. a magic process. Mm -hmm. You don't know for sure unless you get the gun. Right. Every bullet should have a serial number. Every serial number should be trackable to that gun. Yeah, I'm not sure how you would do that, but that's, I mean, that would help a lot. Right. I mean, yeah. it just comes, comes In terms of the uh, tracking, you know, while purchasing. Mm -hmm. Make it harder. Yeah, I think make it hard. I uh, yeah. I think I disagree with you on having a s database that has everyone who has bought a gun. Um, I'm not sure how like just off the cuff. I think it would be better to have a background check system in place that prevented people. Um, we have any criminal like yeah. I mean there there's it's there are there are laws against uh, people with felonies buying guns and violent crimes but like it should be more of like you pass a test and then you're allowed to have a gun and not even not a lot but like it basically a a screening process so that before you even get a gun you are a person who is responsible enough to have a gun almost like a driver's license you pass the test and you're allowed to drive a car because you could kill people. Um, I think that should be the case with weapons. Um, so obviously there would be data. I mean, the government could find out who bought a gun just because there's a background check. But like, I think if the, the, the database was the focus, there's a lot of big brotherness to the government in that scenario. Brother. That sounds very familiar to actually a couple other countries that I've actually heard about have like a very, very like intense and long <clears throat> process that we don't have to in the U.S. to have to be able to even get a gun. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. a couple countries, they have like a training program you have to go through to be able to how to handle a gun. There's like the whole testing that you're talking about, mm -hmm. the background check. They have like all mm -hmm. those regulations that I've heard other really even have. Yeah, like right. mental, so, mental health screening. Too. Mental health screening, mm -hmm. yeah. That's I mean, I know one. stuff can pop up like yeah. out of the blue too. But, but if like if someone's like takes a screening and they're suicidal mm -hmm. 
they should like not own a gun. right i think that would be a benefit to having a screening system be like oh wait well let's get you the help you need and but if but if, it does fall apart a little because like this like if you're the doctor and you're like i think i have depression like you're just like on the scale of one to five uh, the past two weeks, I felt more depressed. You it's know, not it's just, just that, though. I mean, not that a couple right. of months ago, I could definitely say that I was depressed, suicidal. Mm-hmm. But if a complete stranger asked me, "Are you suicidal?" No. You'd say no. Right. Yeah, it'd be totally yeah. different. But I think so. Like, if you have a database, and it's like, if you have a database where like it's all kept track of, and you one time were like, "I'm suicidal," and like that was an issue with a gun. If that's in a database forever, that could prohibit you from getting a gun, even when but, you're not suicidal anymore. So that I think there's some danger in that. that so if it was just mean, a screening, and then at that time you're prevented from buying a gun, and you just every time you try to buy a gun, there's a background check and right. a process. I think that's better than storing data because then it's like one and done. Or I mean, I mean need, there are other ways to do need it, but regular uh, mental health care, like people go to counseling. How like about regularly. just um, health care for all in general? We could start with oh, that. That's a new topic. Before we get on to mental health care for everybody, if you know, we mm-hmm. could just help all Even of the just kids with their broken pinkies. I think that'd be cool. We owe five hundred dollars and we have insurance. Well, we saved up for it, so we're okay. My tax return is going to be completely wiped out because I of the, the fees that are associated with not having insurance. Oh yeah. Yeah. Didn't didn't you weren't you able to say you couldn't afford it? Nope. No. I thought they talked took mm. that away. Yeah, but you have to yeah. be under the poverty line, and I made like double. And that's just to get oh, Medicaid. It's yeah. ten thousand dollars. I think it's less than ten thousand dollars for a single person. Yeah. 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 And I didn't even claim. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like in terms of sustainability. Um. I think. I don't know. That's a topic that I am unsure of the answer to. They don't have any views on it, really? Uh, I have views on it, but I'm not educated enough to have what I think is a necessary and accurate view. I uh, think, just in my own opinion, that universal health care is not sustainable in a country with as much debt as we have. That's fair. Um, I do think there's benefits to having a government system where those who are more affluent help out those who are less affluent and we already have that we have a graduated tax system and um there is some of that already in place um so i don't know what a better system would be um i do know my insurance premiums have been very high under the affordable care act um that's not saying anything positive or negative about it that's just my premiums have been very high um, and it is one of our largest bills other than our mortgage, um, and often doesn't cover much like an ER visit. We're still paying most of it out of pocket, even with health insurance. Um, so I guess that's my off the cuff answer without, thinking that I'm educated enough to know how the system works or what would be the best system. Is this my turn? I don't know. I think that was the end of that conversation. What's your favorite video game, Caleb? Oh, I've not played a video game in a long time. 
Um, I used to really enjoy Call of Duty, the zombies. Oh, yeah. I, uh, multiplayer like that. Big Caleb. Yeah. That's what they called me. You need to get Sea of Thieves. I'm going to get Sea, sea of, of Thieves here soon. I only have an Xbox 360, so I don't get think they PC. make it. You're a big man. You can afford it. I don't know. I can't. It's not in it. the budget. Look, we'll build it together. We'll build a PC. Brother. All right, brother. 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 And then we'll just like we'll just share it because neither of us actually need it. There you go. Right. Mm. We'll both put like a hundred dollars into it. <laughs> can you build a PC for two hundred dollars? <laughs> That's a really crappy PC. Shut the fuck up, Stephen. Doing it. I uh, used laptop and replaced. Used laptop. <laughs> there we go. Um, I. I'm a nerd, and I really like Rock Band. Oh, yeah. I love, those are good games. Um, I was the bomb at DDR. Um, I have not met anyone other than my friend Brendan, and he and I kind of go back and forth, but I've never met anyone who can beat me at DDR. What's DDR again? I'm sorry. <laughs> dance Dance Revolution, oh, yeah. where you don't actually dance. You just step on arrows. So you I don't know if I, being too I don't know if I told you guys, but you are the pagan pastors. And Sarah and I are the sort of saints. Just to give you guys labels, because labels are really good. Um, it was definitely an honor becoming a pagan pastor. Yeah, yeah. I ordain you as pagan pastors. Just kidding. Um, no, I just think um, it was good to hear your guys' thoughts. Well, thanks for having us. Yeah. John's over here on his phone. Mr. Social Bug. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well. This has been the, the Pagan Pastors and Sorta Saints podcast. Peace out, homies. <laughs> Wait, you can do your. Goodbye.